There's a story inside every smoke shop, with every cigar, and with every person. Come be a part of the cigar lifestyle of Boveda. This is Box Press. Welcome to another episode of Box Press. I'm your host, Rob Gagne with Boveda, and today we're sitting down inside a smoke lounge in the Twin Cities. This is our home base for Boveda, and I have a special guest. He's been on Box Press before, and he's coming back to give us a glimpse into cigar subscriptions and monthly cigar clubs. Whether you're watching or listening to us, go ahead and cut a cigar, light it up. We are going to enjoy some very good cigars here on the episode. And without further ado, I'd like to introduce Brian from Pravada Cigar Club. Hello. Thanks for coming back onto Box Press. It is my absolute pleasure to be here in the Twin Cities. Yes. I love back, it here. Back here, we had a good steak dinner last night oh. at some of the finest established... Hoyts. J.D. Hoyts. J.D. Shout Hoyts. out to Pat. Ask for Pat, man. He is the man. Yeah. And then we went where? We Nicest went, cigar lounge I've ever been to? We went to a place that we can't really say the name. It's another private cigar lounge. Okay. Similar to this one. Membership only, but the, it's, the this, Twin Cities has a great amount of uh, purchase. This is a big smoke thing up shops. here. Yeah. This is a big thing up here, these private lounges. Now, uh, I, I've seen some bigger private lounges in L.A., but like uh, the Grand Havana Room or whatever, but this is different. This is more private and more exclusive and niche different yeah. parts of town. It's a good uh, way to say yeah. it. But I feel like, at least where I started, I started in the smoke shops, the retail shops, and I feel like they have just as good of lounges for the same, I don't for the same effect. But thank you. You don't no. think so? No. You don't think the Twin no, Cities? No. As has... soon as you make something exclusive, it's way better. Well, if it's harder to get into, it's like you walk in and you're like, oh, like even if it's not that great, like this is is it's a nice place. Right. It's not like the place we were at last night, but it's you're private. And we talked about this last time. You are shielded from guys like me walking in and grilling you about what you're smoking and like, you know, you don't have to deal with the riffraff. Everyone knows each other. That was one thing I got last night. Some yeah. of the guys were even looking at me a little funny because, you know, I dressed the way not. And, and they're like, you know, who's like, this guy? Who, yeah, who, who's, who's you come guy? with, you right. know? But it was really cool. Yeah. Um. So I, I, I do think that that's pretty cool. And I think more cities should invest in this because I do travel just a little bit and I don't find it that often. Although I'm not a lounge guy either though. And I bet you if I went out and really, you know, lounged sure. it up, right. I could be invited to some pretty Not a big lounge guy, huh? Not a big Just lounge guy. Don't like the uh atmosphere that it brings or what? I smoke outside. We talked about that last time. You oh, like yeah. to smoke outside. You yeah. like to be kind of alone when you're smoking. Uh, yeah. So if you haven't seen the first video, go back and watch episode 1. You'll catch up on some of the stuff we're talking about. Yeah. Just a follow up on that. You like to just uh, well, I mean, like the other day, uh, it was it was kind of chilly in Florida, which is not, you know, you guys would laugh at it. It was probably 55 degrees, but the, it was windy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, so we degrees. went in my garage to get, you know, some blockage from the wind. And um, we were smoking in there for quite a long, uh, quite a long time. And I invited everyone to, while we were smoking the same cigar, to take a step outside into the fresh air and take a puff. And it's a different cigar. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't... I, I, I don't think anyone, including, you know, uh, you know, the guys from Half Wheel or the guys from... Uh, well, I can't speak for anyone else. I've seen how they review their cigars. I'm pretty sure he reviews outside. I think I've read something about that, that he smokes on his back porch to... 
I mean, yes. Otherwise, you getting other smoke and stuff, and, and it's cool to smoke indoors sometimes. Um, yeah. I get heavy nicotine buzz when I when I smoke indoors. And there's probably a lot of veterans oh. of this industry that smoke five, six cigars a day in smoke-filled rooms that are laughing at me right now. But that's just, I, I'm, you know, listen, I'm our artisanal with this. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really am into the craft and the each cigar is not just me throwing a stick in my mouth as, like, some of my older mentors would say. Like, you know, you walked on, like, a lot of guys, like, their experience of, of, smoking a cigar in the the older generations was they walked onto a job site or a club of some sort. Someone threw a stick at you, you know, you sure, put it in yeah, your mouth, just, you lit up and no one talked about what they were tasting or anything. Right. This is a new day. Right. We're into a new territory here. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not just a no. style or a look or a no. facade. It's more no, like you want to taste it. You want to experience it. You want to yeah. see what flavors you get out of it. Sure. And that's and, why we're so fanatical about the club is because, it gives you the cigar, the story behind the cigar. So you really feel the passion that went into making that cigar, where it came from, who the, who the rollers might have been or uh, what the factory was, you know? Exactly. I mean, we featured uh, a cigar from a factory on 8th Street called uh, in Miami called uh, El Titan de Bronze. And, um, I mean, to me, they're one of the best, you know, factories in the country. Not every cigar they put out is absolutely amazing, um, there are some brands, you know, when you walk in there and have a cigar made, it's for your taste. So I don't love everything that comes out of there, but the stuff that Sandy rolls, which is, she's the owner. Um, I mean, it's their second to none. And like, if you ask them, like they've had over 20 people, like come knock on the door and try to buy stuff out of the store, sure. you know, which they've been welcomed in and everything. But like, they couldn't believe, you know, like our people in this club, we're, 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 we're a different breed, man. We're, we're taking this to that craft brewery level that, you know, connoisseur level, real connoisseur, not just an expensive label, but actual crafted art. Right. Sure. Well, before we get too heavy into the yeah. conversation, I want to light up because we got a really interesting cigar sitting in front of us. Okay. So, so let's talk about it. All right. So Where's this comes from, from Mike Aries. This is only available in London. It's a $32 stick when you, you know, uh, translate the pounds into dollars. Okay. Uh, I really, it really caught my attention. I don't smoke a lot of big ring gauge cigars, but it's actually a very good 60 ring gauge, which you'll rarely ever hear me say that. Um, some of the members will be lucky enough to have this, um, but there weren't enough to go around for every single person to have it. And I don't know that every single member would enjoy it. So there are certain other cigars that you'll get from Mike. Um, but one of the cool things about this is, is he took the branding from Virgil Abloh, which uh, is a guy in the fashion industry that has a label called Off-White. And one of the things that Virgil got known for was for taking Nikes and kind of remixing them. And he would put things in quotations like basic industrial style things. He doesn't take himself too seriously. Um, and so, like, my sneakers are basically, these are Virgil Abloh off-whites. And, like, they come, one of them comes with, like, this red uh, uh, zip tie on it. And you see in the quotes, it says like foam because these are foam posits or, or I'm sorry, these are hyper dunks, but they have foam underneath instead of air. Um, so I so, saw this. So and you're I, walking on foam just in case you forgot. That's what is like play on. Correct. Play on really words. literal. Like, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And some people think it's meant to be funny. I don't translate it as meant to be funny. I think it's just literal. 
ultra literal and not taking yourself too seriously. Meanwhile, they're the hottest sneakers in the game. You can't even buy a pair. Like it's all resale market stuff. I got these for my birthday like two years ago. Thanks to my wife. Um, <laughs> and uh, they were expensive then, but they've gone up in value. And I was walking around Minneapolis in these things. And I'm telling you, people are stopping me left and right. You saw at the restaurant. Right. Last oh, you got it like that? I'm like, yeah, because when I bought them, they were like we almost retail price. And now they're like triple that. So Yikes. they think I'm wearing a $1,000 sneaker out here or a $600, $800 <laughs> sneaker. But at any rate, I saw this and I loved it. And then I smoked it and I liked it even more. So Got the and same. I saw you pull the cutter out and I wanted to just be careful taking this off because this could damage things. And uh, This guy started out, he's an Olympian from the UK. He's also Nigerian and Jamaican. He's the first black-owned cigar company from the UK, which is predominantly, the UK is predominantly Cuban cigars. Uh, started out as a roller, which I thought was really cool. He actually wow. rolls his own cigars. So, so he rolls all of these? He he did until very recently. Okay. Okay. But that's um, how he started. I don't know if he rolled these or not, though, because these don't, I don't think they sell like the other ones do. They're $32 cigars. Sure. And, you know, they're for guys like me that know about Virgil Abloh and all this stuff, like, you know, but um, I think they'll be very sought after going forward. One of the things that I did want to turn you on to uh, is when I smoke a 60 ring gauge, I don't use a cutter right away. Okay. I do the old uh, um, Winston Churchill trick which he never used a cutter. He'd either he bite or he'd use a matchstick. Um, and so what I try to do with the big ring gauges is I try to use a matchstick. I just put that guy in there. And if it's clear enough to smoke through the hole, I, I do like doing that because I feel like I get more, the flavors kind of come together and I can, you know, kind of get it in a centrifugal, which is, listen, we like small ring gauges, so it makes sense that this would work, you know, for flavor-wise. And that's... Perfect draw. So no need. So just one hole. Yeah. Yeah. Put it in, twist it around a little bit. Interesting. It does have a clear draw too. It's a beautiful cigar. It's a San Andreas, very cocoa, creamy, kind of like smoking a chocolate cream puff situation. But see, these guys come from a place where Cuban cigars are the thing, right? So... They're not going to give you that Nicaraguan just blast, you know, flavor bomb. F flavor bomb. You know, he, he made a delicate cigar out of these materials, which are typically very full body. But I think with the 60 ring gauge. Now, the other cool thing about this cigar is uh, Mike Aries is an Olympian gold medalist. Uh, and at an event where he won a gold medal, he took the podium with a cigar. I did a piece on him. Uh, I wrote a piece on him on spiritedsmoke.com. Um where you actually see the picture of him taking the podium with a cigar in his mouth. He's the first person to ever do that. Wow. He's also the first black-owned cigar. I think I mentioned that. He's the first black-owned cigar company in the UK. Very interesting. So uh, at least what I know a little bit about Cuban cigars is that they like to build mild to fuller as you smoke them. So do you think this one progresses the same way as a Cuban? We'll find out. But right. this, this, this definitely is starting off very elegantly. Yeah, I don't feel, even on the flavor, it's not like peppery or strong or sure. anything like that. But there are multiple flavors in there. There's things to look at, you know? It's dynamic. Yeah, so far I'm just, it's, it's smooth and on the lighter side. Good amount of uh, smoke production. Enough on the body, too, for me to, like, continually yeah. 
tasting it afterwards. It's not so light that it's just right. gone. Uh, I like that. And like you said, as far as the ring gauge size, I think it complements it pretty well. I mean, I don't know what it would taste like smaller, but it sounds like this is giving it enough opportunity to have a lot of different flavors coming at you. I asked him to make it for the club in a smaller ring gauge, and he said no. Yeah, it may not taste well, right? Like it might need all these different things to kind of bring all that together. We talked about this a little bit last night, but I feel like this is another instance where I can't really pinpoint what I'm tasting, Mm -hmm. but all the flavors are coming together to make a what I would call a good or enjoyable experience. Sure, of course. And that's the part that matters most, right? I mean, I can definitely pick out flavors in here. There's like a creamy chocolate. There's a leather. There's a little bit of just a general tobacco kind of, not barnyardy, but like there's something else there that I'm, I'm having trouble putting my my finger on sure. and then there's also like a minerally thing that gets left on the mouth it's almost like like a light salt sure you know gotcha all good but really brian why i wanted you to come back pretty much a year since we first sat down together is because one you started provada cigar club yeah. and two this trend of cigar clubs or monthly subscriptions or whatever you want to call them where people are sending you stuff is gaining in popularity. And I want to talk about that specifically. Like, what is it that's making these more popular? Well, one thing I can tell you that's making our cigar club popular is the curation of it. Like, I have the best job in the world. Um, Everyone knows this isn't where I make my money. I, I have other businesses that are somewhat automated and it gives me at least a few hours a day to dedicate to this. And so I have the best job with this in the world because I get to go out and go cigar shopping for a couple thousand of my best online friends. Right. You know, and that's what makes it special because I'm also a guy that's very particular about what I wear. I'm very particular about what I drink. I'm looking for that artisanal experience, you know? What are you drinking with this, by the way? This is uh, something that you're jonesing for right now? Yeah, this is a new brand that um, I actually read a piece someone posted on them on Spirited Smoke, This uh, the blog that we, you know, kind of created. It's a user-generated thing, and someone wrote a piece on them, and uh, I really got into it because I, I'm, a, I'm a Hennessy VSOP guy. I'm a cognac guy. I'm also a bourbon guy and a whiskey guy, too, um, but when I'm smoking cigars, I tend to to love a good cognac, which is really brandy. Okay, and so what this company is, and the people behind it are very very interesting. But what this company is is they're making what they call American brandy. They're in Louisville, so they're making a brandy out of grapes instead of corn and wheat and that that whole mash and everything, and they're aging it in bourbon barrels, and you would not know that that is cognac or American cognac or brandy. Um, it's very bourbony. It kind of brings the best of both worlds together. Uh, they're a company that I'm looking, uh, you know, I'm looking at right now. So flavor profile with the, is this brandy? Yeah. Yeah. So flavor profile with the brandy and the cigar. Why did you pick this? To go with that cigar. Well, I mean, listen, you can't, l- l- let's be honest. Like I, I pair a lot of stuff in the club uh, and I'll tell you what to smoke or drink things with and right. that kind of thing. 
you 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 can't go wrong with a brandy for the most part and a cigar or a rum and a cigar. Why or, is that? Because of the sweetness that it provides, or because there's there's the sweetness, there's wood, there are also in some of them leather notes. There's uh, you know some spice. They're very similar in profile. Um, I mean, people don't realize this, but rum was the original. I mean, think of Cuba rum. Okay, right. cigars were originally paired with rum. Havana Club. Yeah, and like the, the problem that rum has had is that uh, it's not looked at as such an elegant spirit or such an artisanal thing as they think you just throw sugar cane in a pot and like, you know, yeah. you get white, you get Bacardi and you're, that's it, you know. Um, that's not the case, you know. And there's a company that I'm interested in and possibly going to start working with called Foursquare. And they're basically, I hate to describe it like this, but they're basically like a Pappy Van Winkle of rum. They have gotcha. vintages. 2005, 2007, this is, you compare these things and, and they're, they're doing something in rum that hasn't been done before. And it's sought after. It's very expensive. It's going to be your top shelf stuff. Right. Um, but it's also more affordable than say like a guy who likes scotch would go out and buy a Johnny blue, you know? Um, so, you know, it's, it's just an awesome time for, for, for rum, I think. I think rum's the next big and, thing. And that's always been something that I've enjoyed, even though I don't drink. You, not only in Pravada Club uh, letters, you say what to eat with it, you say what you could drink with it, and you give alcoholic and non-alcoholic pairings. Right. So for me, I like it, but I can still look at that and say, okay, if I were to switch that to tea, I might go with a sweeter tea then. Yeah, put if some honey in there. Yeah, if he said a brandy, I might go a with a sweeter tea, tea or a black tea. Yeah. So I can I have at least enough knowledge to be able to tweak that, but that's what I like about the Cinnamon, Club. throw some cinnamon in the tea. Exactly. I like so, that. So but you asked me a question and I'm gonna answer it. Yes. What's made our club pop off is me taking such a personal focus on curating the best possible cigars. I told you from the beginning, I don't smoke bad stuff. Life is too short to spend time smoking bad cigars, and neither should you. And when you join the club, you won't smoke bad stuff. You only get the best of the best of the best. These are the celebration cigars. These are the three times a month that you take time out. You're not just bringing them to the lounge and puffing on a stick. You know, these are special times. And when you read the notes, it becomes an experience. That's why our club is popping off. The reason why there's a ton of other clubs coming up all of a sudden is because they're seeing the success that we have. And I truly believe that. And you know what? I wish people were a little more innovative because there's so many other ideas and other ways to sell cigars. If you're just making a cigar of the month club the way it was done for the last 20 years where you threw three sticks that you couldn't sell, you know, or you couldn't get for right. retail price. So for. it's switched now, though, because I feel like your club, several other clubs that we know about, it's not just, hey, let's throw some sticks in a bag, send them out to guys. Um, retail shops have been doing this for a long time. And now it's kind of like you see companies that aren't don't have retail space like yours, don't have uh, even an online presence to sell cigars. Like that's not their direct goal, but they want people to get cigars every month. Why do you think that's popular versus walking into a shop, going online, buying cigars? That's a totally different dynamic. This is a very easy answer. We are a online world now. Yeah, but you guys don't sell cigars direct. We do. 
Well, before, when you started, you didn't. And some of these other clubs don't sell direct either. Sure. Their primary business goal is to have a monthly subscription. So what is it about the consumer that says, yes, I want that? No, I don't want that. I mean, this time. is the first time. They're working. They're online. The reason why Amazon is blowing up is the same reason why a Cigar of the Month Club situation, you might want to poke a couple matches in there and open that up. It's the same reason why the Cigar of the Month Club it's the same reason why subscription-based businesses are blowing up. Everything's going to be subscription-based at some point. Your clothing, your food, your everything. You're going to go out for special events at restaurants and stuff, but, like, your fridge is going to tell you you're low on lettuce. They order it for you. You're low on ketchup. So you think this is the future is online subscriptions and cigars is just one of those things. Spirits, all that stuff. I mean, there's companies out there that already do spirits. Obviously, there's companies that have been doing cigars for a long time. But just now, the popularity is, do you think it's partly because of social media? Do you think it's because no. maybe... How much are you going out now versus how much you were going out 10 years ago? A lot less. You can say that you're out, so, but people in general, and maybe you go out more or, or the same amount, but people in general are going out of the house a lot less, and eventually it's going to stop, period. That's my prediction. You ever okay. see that movie Gamer? You ever see that? Not yet, but I it's know which old, one you're talking about. It's an old, older movie. It's like 10 years ago or something. And like these kids, they come home, they just press power, and there's this whole augmented reality around them. With their friends are texting them video, you know, they're not even using their like a video message here, a game they're watching here, this there, and it's they're they're in a bubble. And that's where I truly believe things are going. And a lot of people, oh, what a shame. It's that it's just the way it is. You can't stop change. And this is the way it's going. I use Instacart to go shopping half the time. Instacart, yeah. yeah. The one where it just delivers yeah. right to you or yeah, why not? some sort of food delivery system. Why do I want to go to the supermarket? Sometimes I find it fun to go to the supermarket and then I'll go. Right. But for the most part, like especially like when I'm traveling, my wife's at home with the baby, like just put it on Instacart. So with cigar clubs like this being more popular, do you think they're only for beginners or only for aficionados or anything like that? Or what do you think about getting into it, if somebody were to get into it, is it for a specific type of person? Here's what I can tell you. And I, I believe that there are room for multiple Cigar of the Month clubs, and I don't knock any of them. Shout out to all of them. I can tell you that my Cigar of the Month club is for beginners and connoisseurs alike. It's really for people who care about the craft and want the experience of smoking a cigar. Okay, the full experience, knowing where the tobacco was sourced, knowing who the personality behind the brand is, knowing what the flavor notes to look for are, knowing what to pair them with. It becomes an experience. I cannot speak for other clubs that just give you, I think they're offering a convenience, and I think there's plenty of room for that. Not everyone wants to sip a brandy and go, hmm, I'm getting cinnamon on the nose. And, you know, right. we talk about this all the time. This is what I like to do. Right. I like to know where my clothing comes from. I like to know who Virgil Abloh is, you know, the guy who's sure. designing my sneaker. It's for people like that that want the experience and want to know where their products are coming from, how they're being sourced. And uh, for my club that they're 
somewhat green. I try to stay, I mean, I wish we didn't have to use cardboard on the boxes. Like there's, there's so much to do with that. Like that's the next step as everything becomes subscription basis to figure out how to alleviate the waste, you know, like I don't, I don't appreciate, you know, that right. someone's sending out three times the waste I am to get the same cigars delivered to you. Sure. Like they should check that. So know? going back to that experience though, there is definitely I'm I'm gonna play devil's advocate there because there's a definitely a time and a place for me to just light up a cigar that I know I like. I don't have to dive into it, you know. I just put it in and enjoy it. You know, I, I light it, smoke it, and I enjoy it. So you're saying a little bit more on like this is kind of a more sit down, read the story, the backstory, which I've enjoyed those backstories. I learned about Black Label Trading Company. That was a really cool story. Me? I almost Where, uh, got excited just because of their kind of achievements and the lifestyle that they live. I kind of got excited to be like, I can't wait to try that. So there is a part of that that it plays on people. But I get that's other what people, Privada Cigar Club's about. Right. And I get other people may not want that or want it all the time. So sure. they don't have to, but at least you're providing something at least two or three times a month that they could enjoy that way. Absolutely. And, and I think that's where, you know, some of the other cigar clubs come into play is if you're, you know, you're, hey, I get some people that join the club and, and, and they're like, I don't like the club. And I'm like, did you read the notes? And they're like, no, what am I going to read your notes for? The club isn't for you. Okay. That's where, you know, maybe cigarclub.com or Stogie Bird, join them, check them out. There's plenty of space. Cigars International th- sold $330 million worth of cigars last year. Just last year. There's plenty of space for 25 clubs, 50 clubs. Right. I will tell you this, though, and this is something that most people should know before jumping into the space, that it is the absolute worst, least profitable business model in the cigar industry. If you're in Cigar of the Month clubs, you better get into it for the passion of curating cigars for your people. And that's the other thing about Pravada is these are my friends. I know these people. They email me. I email them back. I know about their lives. I know when they lose their job because they stop, you know, subscribing and, sure. and I, and I keep in touch with them and then they resubscribe when they get a new job and stuff like that. I mean, I know these people and I could shout out half the people by name and I just don't want to forget anyone. Uh, and that's why I don't do that in these in these things. But one day I'm going to write them all down because there are certain people that support me online. I mean, what happened with the cigar aficionado thing where they compared the cigar of the month clubs? They had 145 comments on that, roughly 134, 145 comments on that article. 120 of them were Pravada members, yeah. and I saw some guy wrote, "Oh, this must be like a bot, or or uh, uh, what is he paying well, you, these you guys?" You did a call out to your club basically and said, Hey, let's go on there, sh- show some love. Let's comment on it. Let's support it. Cause it's good for everyone. Right. If you support Pravada, we'll support you. Right. And that means that 120 people out of 140 went there and said they gave their two cents about which club they liked the most and why they liked it. And I didn't mean for it to become a comparison thing because again, I do feel like there's tons of room for it. I'm one of these people that I believe in infinite. There's an abundance out there. I don't need to, you know, have 100,000 members. We're going to cap this thing at some point. We're not there yet, but we're going to cap it at some point. And I might start another side club where 
It's almost like a waiting list, but you still get cigars. Because some of this stuff are so special that if we start mass producing them, they're not going to be special anymore. Yeah, you're going to run out eventually yeah. of like limited or yeah. hard to find well, we're, cigars. We're getting in every box now an exclusive How are stick. you finding these limited cigars? How is that happening? From having them made for Yeah, but before that, when you first started, how did you find these hard I to find call. cigars? You call? I, I yeah, I call. Call who? I call the makers. You call the makers. To them, yeah. Did you get anywhere with the makers, or were the makers kind of like, ah, I don't really yeah, know? Who yeah, yeah. A lot of them were like that at first. They were turned off, and then they saw how, what a community we were building, and and now everyone is. I mean, I got a, 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 a an exclusive coming out with damn near every craft cigar brand, you know. And I hope that doesn't sound cocky. They they see what the members are doing. The members make this situation. Sure. And so if you're thinking that you're going to get involved in this and just give a great deal on sticks, which a lot of the clubs are, and that's cool. And there's a certain, there's probably 100,000 guys out there for that. And there's probably, you know, 20,000 guys out there for my thing. And there's probably, there's, there's, there's a club for everyone. Yeah. Um, But for our club, which is really the only, the only thing I can speak about is I'm trying to get the rarest, most exclusive. Otherwise you can just join another club. Right. So, so, and, and, and again, these people are my friends. So I'm constantly looking to get us the best stuff. And I want to share that. Right. I like that when they write me and they go, man, I just had that Mike Aries root cigar and it's one of the best cigars I've ever had. I, I tried it with the key lime pie, like you told me to. And it was fantastic. I thought it was a joke, but I did it and it was awesome. Right. Like sometimes I call myself out on my, you know? Yeah, like this is too far fetched. To yeah, be like, like I, I go back stuff. and read the notes, and I'm like, "What did a madman write this?" Like, and I go back, and and like I had my wife loves to cook. She's so I just Lucky love man. this woman, man. I mean, yeah, she. I said I put key lime pie as a pairing note with a Christoph Maduro Lancero, and I said, "Listen, we should try it with key lime pie." So like instead of going to the, the, the grocery and buying a key lime pie. She made a key lime pie from scratch. Best key lime pie I've ever had. Nice. Yeah, I ate like the whole thing. <laughs> so, uh, and so I it works. had it with the cigar and it was fantastic. It so works. there's something in here that is translating onto paper and creating an experience that, sure. you know. And that's basically your staple of your club is creating an experience, creating kind of that detail. But... I got to get back to finding these cigars. I mean, were you buying from retail at first to get no. it going? No. You weren't going to like retail stores no, buying? No, it started out with my own cigar collection. So your own cigar collection. Yeah. So here's what happened. We had like a little network of guys when I was up in Pennsylvania. Uh, and I was buying so many cigars that it was crazy. I was a, I'm a collector. I like collecting cool stuff. And so... We were buying so many cigars, and I was like, we, we had to move to L.A. for a little bit. Sure. Okay? And the business has been run out of Florida the entire time. I know there's a lot of haters out there that want to say I shipped at it, but it's been run out. I'm licensed, the whole deal. Like, we've been run out of Florida from day one. Um, reason for that being is where, this is where Florida is where I've had a residence the entire time. But we float around with our business. We don't have to be in one place. So we were in L.A. spending time with the family. So I knew we were going there. I knew we had to move back into an apartment and here I have a, a full room full right. of cigars. So I was like, man, I don't know what to do with this. So I created Pravada Just to be able to share some sticks, 
get that curated aged cigar. I sat on them for you. I collected them for you. I cur- Meanwhile, I was buying them at full retail price. Right. I just couldn't see myself going on eBay and selling my collection to a guy for pennies on the dollar. Right. He was not going to enjoy. He's just going to smoke them. You know, so so that's it. The, um, the, the writing has gotten more detailed through that because in the beginning, I didn't have the confidence. I was like, well, who am I to say these right. things, you know? And then I started to be like, no, I am someone because I taste this. And you know what? If you don't, then okay. But I'm going to tell you what my experience was with it. And right. hopefully it, it enhances your experience. Yeah, I would flop on that. I don't, I'm horrible at tasting and the nuances and watch, watching what happens. A lot of guys those. are. And I think that's why they like the notes. Yeah. And then I hear from a lot of people that they read them after. Um, one thing that I would prefer, though, there are three special cigars. I really pour my heart and soul into this and go out and really hunt down the rarest possible stuff. I would prefer that they were the first stick that you smoked that day, like, you know, and that you smoke them, not privately, but in a place where you can really get the notes and stuff. Sure. Because it's really easy to say, oh, I didn't taste wood in that. Well, you know, where were you? How much thought did were you, you put a, into Were you it? at a herf, like in a room yeah. full of 20 guys? Like, you know, yeah, I could see why you wouldn't have tasted certain sure. notes, you know? Sure, So it's a special thing. So before kind of we even got together as far as you putting Bovin inside the box and all that kind of stuff, you had kind of mentioned that you were going through you were going through kind of a rough time with the club, didn't know if it was going to move to the next level. Tell me a little bit about that struggle that you had with trying to push it to the next level. Yeah, so, and this is something people should know. This is, I'm really interested in working with this company as well, that doing something really special. And, and, and with those pairing notes, this is turning into a lifestyle thing. Where you're right. not just smoking my cigars, you know, that I'm sending you. You're also going out and enjoying some of the same products that I am. And I'm so proud that people are willing to take that opportunity to trust me and put faith in me. And 99% of the time when they do, they come back to me with really positive results. And, and so I, I can't tell you. I mean, I get emails from people that make me cry sometimes. I'm, oh, yeah. They're I, passionate I, about it. That's great. And you're I, touching all those different types of people that want to enjoy Yeah. Yeah, both after your uh, podcast last time and the um, the Brian Glenn Cigar Obsession podcast, yep. I got emails that like you know, I mean, I get emotional just thinking about it. Like right. I, I just can't believe the impact that this has had on people's lives. Like it's it's really exciting and amazing. But anyway, I don't want to get sappy here. Um, you asked me a question. Going back to, you know. Oh, how to build the business. Well, well here's the thing I realized. Because I'm, I'm like with all my other businesses, I'm like a search engine optimization online marketing guy, right? And so I start this Cigar of the Month Club without even thinking. I pay money to have the website built, which I don't do myself. And, you know, I did a, a commercial. These aren't cheap things to do, right? And so I go to, to, to Google to get on their pay-per-click, which is how those advertisements come up on Google. And they're like, oh, no, 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 you're in tobacco. We can't advertise you. I was like, oh, oh I did this for nothing. And yep. I sat there and then Facebook said the same thing. I said, oh, man, I did this for nothing. This was, I'm never going to tell anyone that I invested my own money into basically selling my cigars. If you look at the price of the pack, it's less than what I was buying them for retail. Right. I just kind of wanted them to go to a good home almost at the time. And I thought, hey, listen, if, if it does pick up, then I could, you know, somehow create a, a, a business and get, you know, wholesale uh, prices or something like that or work something out with someone. I'm sure, you know, maybe we could 
make it a sustainable thing, you know? And sure. it would be fun because I'd get to have all these cool cigars, right? you know? And that's really where this whole business idea came from. And so, um, so yeah, I felt really stupid. And, uh, cause that was kind of the, the flop of like, oh, wow, this may not work because I can't advertise oh, it. It wasn't going to work in my mind. I can't promote it. How am I going to get people to subscribe it to it? It was over. You, and like you didn't have an online selling channel. You didn't have a retail shop to kind of back you up on the back end of like, okay, this there's is a why reason why I come up here to do this. And there's a reason why, even though we may stop the unboxings because you're only doing 12 months, you don't want to favor any brand. I, I get that. But there's a reason why I'm always going to be looking to work with Boveda. And there's a reason why I'm always going to look out for you guys like as much as I possibly can. And it's because, and I, and I truly feel this, feel this way. And I don't know if it's absolutely 100% true, but without you in particular, I don't know that there would be a Provada cigar. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. So it was you, you being able to me. advertise it. You motivated me by, first of all, giving me a fair shake on Bovida so I can include them in the pack. And second, by unboxing us. Okay. And so the unboxing That's interesting. is where I created momentum. And now every single major cigar YouTube person unboxes us proudly. And I believe it's because they're cigar nerds. I'm a cigar nerd. I'm going to change cigar nerd to cigar head. We're cigar heads. You don't have to be a nerd. And, and not that nerd has a negative connotation, but we're cigar heads, just like sneaker heads. We're cigar heads. Right. You know, not every one of us term. is dissecting the, 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 yeah, the cigar, right? I'm yeah, but we're cigar heads. We love cigars. So love I'm going to go with cigar head. And um, I'm just going to say that uh, you gave me confidence to keep the thing going. I was pretty much done. And you called me up and you were like, hey, man, I remember where I was. I was in my in-laws uh, backyard kicking myself in the ass for starting the club. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, this is a fail, you know, but whatever. And you call me up and you're like, hey, if you send me a box, I'll unbox it. And I was like, oh, here's another guy trying to get free cigars. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, right. I kind of felt like that. Right. But I was like, no, it's we kind of want to do the content because we think it's interesting content. And I hope other people out there have as well. So check out Box Press Unboxings. So it is, a, it is cool. Yeah. And so... Uh, that helped me get a second wind and sure. uh, and keep going with it. And like I said, I think the people that now that unbox it, and shout out to uh, Cigar Vixen, shout out to Brian Glenn from Cigar Obsession. Brian was very hard on me at first. Um, you know, In a good I, way, like he had standards. And yeah, he this to club also wouldn't be uh, what it is without Brian. Um, he pushed me to be better than what I was giving at first. That's awesome that we can all kind of learn from each other, right? Absolutely. You know, we, have an, we all have a aspect of like, Absolutely. okay, we pick up this or that. or. And if the internet's good for one thing, it's feedback. I mean, let me tell you something. Right. I have this hater. He knows who he is, Fuzzy. Uh, this guy has done everything he can. I don't know why. I don't know him personally. He's done everything he can to deter people from joining Pravada Cigar Club. And... I have looked at every single comment that he's left. This man has given me some of the best ideas for the club. Sure. Yeah, you're getting inspiration from where you see negativity. Hey, just to if move you're going to critique me that hard, I'm going to pay attention because there's, to. I'm going to get something out of that. And I, some of my new packaging is because of guys like that. 
Yeah. And we've always commented on the packaging too, right? The biggest thing is the moisture barrier. Plus we're hoping that that packaging can then be a 30, 60, 90 day humidor so that somebody doesn't have to worry about it. Like, especially if your humidor is full, I don't want to have. I opened a pack that I sent you 11 months ago. Still fresh? Still absolutely fresh. I could throw that same packet in another bag and no one would know the difference. I'm pretty sure that when we tested your bag, we did say it could go up to one year, if not more. So we're pretty conservative on it. So when people say, oh, I'm running out of space in my humidor, why are you putting them in your humidor? You don't need to. It's got Bovida and a sealed moisture barrier. It can stay there for a very long time. Put it in a cool place and enjoy it. And I feel like I don't have uh, humidors anymore. I keep them in bags. Sure. I do because I feel like it's a more controlled environment. And and I'm really happy with that. And uh, when I do keep things in like a crate with Bovida packs, I'll rotate them into my smoking stuff by, for a month, putting them in one of the bags with the the 69. Or I'm moving to 72 now. Um, oh, really? Yeah, because you guys are offering that in the four grams, and you weren't originally. I couldn't. I didn't have that option. I'm moving to that because. I just want to make sure that, you know, every cigar that people get sure. are completely humidified. And 72, there's nothing wrong with 72, you know? Sure. I love 72. It's All right. Might even be my favorite. I want to talk about a tension that I think exists here between subscription and retail. Because I come from the retail side. And with the retail side, we always want people to come in, have enough confidence to be able to ask us questions we're almost cigar sommeliers. If you're good at your job and you work at a retail store, you should be able to suggest cigars Absolutely. based off of either what they drink or what they eat or even other cigars that they smoked. But I also know that there's some level of, in, you know, people are timid to walk in and not know anything. So let's talk a little bit about the tension between cigar shops and retail shops and monthly clubs. Do you think that tension exists or do you don't do you not see that tension? First of all, I think that's a great question. Second of all, let me say this. I don't think that cigar shops have a disdain for clubs. In fact, and I told you this last night, I know that I've sold thousands of boxes for cigar shops because when someone gets something that they like in my pack, even though that cigar may be exclusive, they'll go back and say, hey, Local store, what do you have by Black Label Trading Works? What do you have by um, Southern Draw? What do you have by HVC? What do you have by Sinistro? What do you have by these brands that they found through me? And now it's creating sales in their stores. I don't, I've never heard a cigar shop owner say, I don't like your club model. What I have heard is, and I'm glad that I heard this because it made me become better for it and curate deeper and go deeper into the cigar culture or the craft smaller run cigars is from the big guys. They would say to me things like, you can't have the, I'm not picking anyone in particular here. I'm trying to think of something random. You can't have the red label if you don't buy the yellow, blue, and green label. Because all my brick and mortars have to buy the yellow, blue, and green label to get the red label. So I can't just let you come in here and cherry pick these things. And I, it pissed me off, but it made me better. 
And I cannot tell you how crazy that is to me because what you're selling me is that your yellow, blue, and green label only sells because people want the red label. And if that's your business model, I can't imagine that you'll be around for as long as you'd like to be. So basically it's saying an exclusive high-end cigar you can only get if you promote the other lines of the cigar company, right? Correct. So yeah, they they want to introduce the consumer maybe through a graduated scale or allow them the opportunity to not just have the cream of the crop. Not to pick on anyone in particular, and I've never had any real dealings with this company, but let's take a company like Drew Estate, powerhouse of a company. No one's done what Jonathan Drew has done in this industry. Like the, and Marvin, I think, is the other guy. Um, I mean, it's unbelievable what they've done. But I can't call them up and get uh, an Unico Series cigar in the bag because that's just not how they work. They want me to have the acid line and have the and my guys just that's not that's not where we're at. Sure, yeah. There's you know an exclusiveness I mean? yeah. to that yeah. series, which and, they've personally done. And some people have said said, Oh, well, your cigar is not for newbies. Yes, it is. This is the best way to learn about cigars, but it's also for connoisseurs because it's it's a way to continue the it's Let's, not for one particular type of person. It's it is it is for one particular type. It's for someone who cares about the craft behind it all. Let's talk about beginners though, because I find this to be a unique spot in which possibly it gives that beginner an opportunity to get in cigars, get some confidence underneath their belt, and then walk into a retail shop. Because I remember my first time walking into a premium cigar only shop. And there's a bunch of guys a lot older than me. Why do you think that was intimidating? Because there's a bunch of guys that are a lot older than me that know this stuff, and I don't really know anything. And yes, I I gravitated towards the stuff that I could palate, which was the acid, which was the more infused cigars, which were the lighter-bodied cigars. I definitely will own that ticket because that's what got me into this industry and got me into smoking cigars. But it was also, after I went in there a couple of times, it you almost kind of had to earn your right to get in there, Right. They wanted to see you come back more. You're a young guy. They did want to see you come back. I didn't have that experience. And on top of that, the guy who was inside the humidor was helping me graduate my palate, eventually moving me through. I did not have that experience. Right. So that's where I'm saying, in the cigar subscription, do you get the opportunity as a beginner to just start tasting cigars? It's obviously guided a little bit because you're telling them what to taste possibly what to pair it with. It's the best possible education. And so then eventually do they get the opportunity to go into a cigar shop and They'll have a little more confidence. than some of the store clerks. And let me, and let me say, say this, if you're working with a reputable shop, like a Corona cigar, Corona cigars is based out of Orlando, which is where I'm at. Okay. Never seen anything like it. This guy who runs that, his name is Jeff Borshowitz. And I don't know if he knows it or not, but he's done more for cigar culture than just about any manufacturer or more guy grows his own tobacco now florida sun grows right. stuff okay his reps are so knowledgeable they make me feel intimidated yeah a 22 year old kid knows more about their selection than i do okay which is what you need inside a retail shop I yes feel. but it I also creates a snobbery you. and that's the experience i had I wasn't okay. treated very nicely. So there's a judgment. Then oh, that you felt- yeah. You want the acids? No, I don't. I want to. I want to have a, a a different experience than you know, just the average Joe that walks in off the street. I'm particular. The retail I- has to guide you if 
with without a judgment, you know, like if that's what you smoked, they need to be able to take that and say, okay, you know, we obviously have what you asked for. But you have any tattoos? Yeah. You ever go to a tattoo shop? Yeah. Biggest jerks in the world. Why? 99% of them. Why do you say you that? You walk in there, oh, you're getting the stars. Oh, yeah. You know, because they're t- they they've they see it all day long and they're like, oh, you walk into a sneaker store. Oh, you're wearing those? I'm, I like these, you know? Sure. So one thing that we created with Pravada is we're, we're nice. We're a community. I love all my members. They email me. I email them right back directly me. You know what I mean? And so I don't find that when I walk into a cigar shop. Now you have had a different experience than me. And I'm sure a lot of guys out there have had a different experience where they got love in a cigar shop. And maybe that's why I don't hang out in cigar shops. You know, um, I feel like a cigar shop should have more of a barbershop vibe. And I don't always get that when I, when I go in. And that was also part of the reason why I was very afraid of putting a face behind Pravada. I was very hesitant in coming here and doing the first interview. I did it because I thought it needed to be done. But I was very hesitant in wearing my clothes and being who I am truly on camera because I thought that I would not relate to cigar smokers. Because you didn't fit the style guideline. Look of- at the, where we were last night. Yeah. That to me, if you walk into shops, those are cigar smokers. Sure. They look at me, they look business dressed, kid or wearing, business casual. This kid talking about. Yeah. You know? And and so that was my experience. And so I was very hesitant. And thank God uh that the members actually really embraced me and have turned me into this, you know, some sort of influencer in the community. Um, and it's all through love, man. It's all through being nice and being cool and compassionate. And that's where I am. And that's one of the things that I love about Southern Draw. Oh, yeah. Robert Holt and his They're compassionate, wife. real people. And, and, and I just, I mean, I get the chills when I think about them. You know, this guy's got other mantras, like, involved in his stuff when you look into him, where he respects every race, creed, religion. I mean, you know, you don't exactly. find that in the cigar community no. all the time. No. A lot of guys are... The alpha male, you know, they're smoking the cigar. They don't like this and they don't like that. And, you know, if you're into, if you're on the left, you're a jerk. And if you're on, you know, this, and it's like, right. no, that's not cigars. Yeah. This it's, is an artist. This is, to me, mind. this is like wine. Yeah. You know, this is like any vintage. This is an art. And we're curating that art and working with those artists. And there's a lot of brands that have felt this way that get light through Pravada that are very bitter. They're angry because they've taken this attention to detail and this artistry in their product and no one has cared for the last 10 years, okay? And they're thrilled to see what we're doing and and the culture that we're creating. And so... That's that's where, and it doesn't matter. Listen, if Pravada Cigar Club is here in 10 years or not, it, it doesn't matter. If we had an impact that sh- shone a light, sh- shined a light on the artists of this industry, not the guys trying to put out bundles and make a, a million dollars or you know whatever it is that they're trying to do, okay? But a light. And, you, and if you notice, you, you must notice this from hanging out with certain guys in the industry, that they all have separate streams of income. 
for the most part. There's another business. There's an investor behind them. There's a big money guy that they want to be involved in the culture. Premium cigar brands are not the most profitable. It's like racehorses. It's like something that guys get into out of passion. You know, sure. you could you could stand to lose a lot of money. Right. And so that's really cool. And I'm just proud that we've shown a light on that and created this artisan culture within the cigar community. The last thing about kind of the tension that I see, but I see benefits to it um, with at least the monthly subscriptions or mail order is if you live in a geographic location that is not next to or in nearby to a retail shop that you can get quality sticks from, I find that to be a benefit for the subscription-based. Well, with, um, with, with Provada, you can't get these sticks anywhere else. Very rare. There might be one online retailer that has them, some weird corner of the internet or something like that. Yeah. You know, um, I agree with you 100%. I've had members that live in places in West Virginia, um, thinking about someone in particular, that, you know, in order for him to get a decent cigar... He had to travel about an hour and a half out of his way. Yeah. And Each so way. There's an opportunity there, right? Like, I know people who will go an hour out of their way to just go to a retail it's shop. It's fun hunting. And, well, and it's also the community experience, right? The going into the shop, hanging out with people, talking with them, sharing a cigar, that kind of good atmosphere that you want to be in. So there's a need there to just drive to get to that. But if you just also want to be able to smoke the cigars and not make a huge time commitment to travel to a retail shop, this will help you still get great cigars into your humidor every month. So I see kind of both aspects being played there. Like if if you can't always make it, you at least know you got something coming this month that you're going to look forward to. Absolutely. And again, with, with, with Pravada, it's, it's, it's all special materials. You can't find Pier 28. I got Pier 28 in my box right now. Tim Wong has been a sales rep for companies for the last 10, 15 years, okay? And he made his own cigar. And guess what? It's a fantastic smoke. You can't find it anywhere yet unless you're on the West Coast. He's a West Coast rep, so he's got he's in some stores in the major cities on West Coast. But, like, you can't find it everywhere yet. And so that's special, you know? Um, if anything, back to your question, we support B&M's. We don't deter from them. And I truly believe that. Because like I said, if you get a stick from Southern Draw, you go back into your B&M and guess what? It tells the B&M owner who, let's be honest, most of these guys are older guys that just are into it because they want cigars at a good price and they're cool with hanging out all day and smoking cigars. They don't know about all the new brands that are coming out. So when that kid from Pravada walks in or the gentleman from Pravada walks in and goes, hey, I had this HVC cigar in my box last month. Do you know anything about HVC cigars? Guess what? They call up Rainier and say, hey, we're a store out of, you know, Saskatchewan and we want to carry your product. People are asking for your product. So if anything, we're good for the cigar industry and we're good for brick and mortars. Do ask me another question. And the question should be, do brick and mortars have a future? Well, I I wanted to ask the question, do you think subscriptions are the future and that would parlay into, do brick and mortars have a future? You don't know? I think, I don't think there's one way to buy at all. And I don't think that subscriptions are going to overpower 
No. Brick and mortars ever. Oh, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. And, and when I say I don't know, I don't mean because I think that subscriptions is a better business model than a brick and mortar. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that brick and mortars in every industry are Amazon's taking over. Yeah, the online is tough to compete for brick and mortar. If this, if if we were smart, we would stop this somehow. But you can't stop change, you know. But what is it that's making it change? Is it the convenience factor? Is it, like you said, people are more isolated now; they don't go out as much. All of it is it all a factor? What do you think the baby boomers think about us? They probably think we're lazy. I hear that a lot. Lazy. These kids—they want everything handed to them. They want a job. They want to start out of college with X. Yeah, they want to start out of college because you guys put us in debt. Okay, like well, I don't, I don't want to get like into that, right? But we, yeah, we want to start with a decent salary because we got loans to pay and things like that. They probably think that we're lazy, and so I think that so-called laziness really equates to convenience and quality of life. And I think that it's a lot easier to have things delivered to your home than it is to go out and get them. I also think that an American, Americans don't realize this, in my opinion, is we're the hardest working nation in the world. We work one, oh, guys in Japan are passing out with heart attacks at 40 because they're working 80 hours a week. We got guys doing 90, 100 hours a week. We got truck drivers that are never home for months at a time. No one works harder than Americans, in my opinion, okay? And yeah, we want to be compensated for that. Yeah, we want some vacation time, but we don't get the vacation time that Europe gets. Guys in Italy, they, they vacation three months out of the year. Sure. We're lucky to get two weeks. So we don't have a lot of time to be out putzing around. And and if you go into cigar shops, you see a lot of older guys or work-from-home guys. Yeah, and I also, but for me, I get, because I'm kind of an extrovert, I get energized by, on a Friday night, probably my best thing to do at the end of a work week and at the end of a Friday, especially, is to go into my local shop, sit down with the, you know, the guys. It's like cheers for I me. I love like, the idea in my head. I just, I don't knows. want to leave my baby. And then, you know, my wife doesn't go out a lot. So I'm like, oh, what are we doing? I'm leaving but my I wife at home. That. We're raising a kid I'm together. and talking to guys. I'm sharing. It's awesome. In, I used to get in that in a barbershop when I had hair. <laughs> and I feel kind of stupid going in for a shape up on my beard. Right. I'm like, all right, guy, I'm not paying twenty dollars. I could do this at home in three right. seconds. Right. You know, um, so uh, but I should adapt more of that. I'm in a very fortunate position. I have Corona cigars downtown. I could ride my bike there. And that is the Mecca, you know. Yeah, man, you'll be in that humidor all day. They've all got week. everything. Everything. And a community and a bar at good prices and people sitting around having a great time. And one of the things I think that gets ignored that I want to talk about in brick and mortar culture and cigar culture is the influence that black Americans are having on cigars. I think they are, when I look at the bigger cigar shops, I see a lot of, um, of black people smoking cigars, enjoying themselves, having a good time. You know, I think Steve Harvey has done a really good job of of cultivating a culture of young black smokers that is awesome. Some of my favorite Instagram followers are so passionate about their cigars and they they bring a certain swagger to the game. And, and, I, and I think that's awesome. And I think we need to highlight, you know, the black people that are in the culture because this isn't just for old rich white guys that play golf. 
you know? Yeah, that stereotype. We talked about stereotypes yeah. earlier, like yeah. making sure that a lounge or any club, whether it be online or in, in a community, is able to experience all types Sh- of people. Shout out to, to Lee Mac. I don't know if you watch him on YouTube. Lee Mac's awesome. Check him out. Very entertaining guy. Knows his stuff. Uh, was an early supporter of Pravada. Um, just a great guy. And you can see when you look at his comments, like the influence that he has in, in the community. And, nice. and I'm not saying that all is, uh, I, 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 you know, I can't pick out his demographics. I'm not saying that they're all black people that are in his comments mm-hmm. and stuff. I'm just saying that he's cultivating a great culture. And I think there's a lot of young, you know, um, people of color that are in this that don't get the light shown on them. Sure. You know? Sure. We've talked about the tension between retail and subscription. There is no tension between retail and subscription. There is tension with the cigar, the big cigar manufacturers that if they give, allow me to cherry pick an exclusive stick to my club, that retailers will have tension with them. Gotcha. But there is no outspoken retailer saying, don't support Cigar of the Month clubs. I've never seen that. I've never heard Jeff Borshowitz or, uh, you know, any of these guys say, even Cigars International, I heard, like, they ask about me to some of my manufacturers. Oh, what, you know, what's he doing? I think they like what we're doing because, again, it's like a sampler. Right. And so if I send you a sampler and you like one of them, what do you do? You go to your local shop or you go online to Cigars International or Famous and you buy a box of those things. Right. And so, and, and another thing that I want to clarify about our shop, our shop is not put together to compete with brick and mortars. Our shop is for runoff of what we've ordered. We're growing so exponentially that I have to order three and 400 more cigars than I have members. And so those extra two, 300 that I get left with, those are my personal stash. I'm never going to be able to get those again. And so I make them available on the website for someone who absolutely fell in love with that one particular cigar but I sell them at a rate that I'm letting them go out of my collection. I'm not here to make money on my cigar shop, okay? I'm here to create a special experience again, and that's where things like Back to the Future come into play. Yeah. I want to talk about Back to the Future sure in I. a minute, but I do want to talk about are there threats to the monthly su- subscription model that you think will eventually come up or you see right now? Like certain threats that you're like, ah, it's not good for us. Saturation? Saturation. Yeah, because what happens is, and and, and I think that this is a problem with subscription-based models, okay? And this isn't just in the cigar business. In fact, it's probably the least in the cigar business than it is in any other subscription-based model is you're just going to have another. Like guys are seeing the, the love that we're getting and they're starting cigar clubs, right? So you're just going to have another. And then so the consumer starts to go, oh, let me try that one for this time. And now they all fail because no one's loyal to any one cigar subscription. So what would you say would prevent that saturation? Because you said that there's opportunities for many people to get in on this. So is it a unique way of making the cigar subscription? What is the core value of this subscription? Subscription is just one way to do it. Correct. I could sit here and rattle off two or three ideas that, you know, the the cigar sellers of the world would probably benefit from that are completely original ideas that haven't been done before. Sit down and be creative. Don't come out with the next Cigar of the Month Club. 
Don't come out with necessarily the next brick and mortar to compete with the other brick and mortar five minutes away. Think of another way to sell cigars, if that's what you want to do. But understand that cigars, are, this, isn't, this isn't liquor. You know, no one's making a billion dollars. This right. is a passion. And that's what's really cool about it. And that's where I feel like we're shining a light on, you know. And some of the bigger clubs that, you know, re- refuse, some of the bigger uh, manufacturers that kind of re- refuse to embrace my model because of how they sell cigars, they still have that passion. So this is an artist's space. Right. And I think with the, the newer generations that love craft beers, that love craft spirits, they're going to really embrace the cigar community. They may not be become big cigar smokers. They may smoke one a month. They may. I hear from a lot of guys, they just catalog my stuff. I have guys that have four and five memberships. Sure. They catalog two or three of them every month because they know they can't get them again. And so they're going to wait. And they're going to save them and age them and break them out at a special time. Right. Someone graduates or someone does this and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, which is where Spirited Smoke comes into play. When I was here last, you asked me, you know, was I going to create some sort of a forum where yeah. our members and people that are like-minded could go? Because we talked a lot about community and an aspect of being able to share. And I never imagined that we would create the kind of community that we have. So what did you create so that people can soundboard so, off of yeah, like what so, they're doing? So... I noticed that a lot of these guys were hanging out in message boards Mm -hmm. and very small groups of Facebook forums. Correct. You got to have a private. Yeah, you got to get into the thing. Group. And so what I decided to do was create the first user-generated blog space where people that are into spirits, craft beers, and cigars can go and talk about what they're into, what they like, what they don't like, what they're, what products they're consuming, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so spiritedsmoke.com, you can go there. You can take a picture. We could take, we could take a picture right now of this band and say, oh, I just smoked the Mike Aries Victory cigar. It's awesome. Or I, I hated it, whatever, whatever it is. Right. And then people underneath are commenting already. And I mean, we're two weeks old and people, we got more comments on these blog posts than most, you know, world famous blogs do because there is a community that is being ignored. We don't have a one-stop shop to go to. And so places like Half Wheel, places like Bovida Channel, places like Cigar Aficionado, uh, other uh, Scotch Test Dummies, these guys, we're taking their comments, uh, their, their, their content, putting it on this site along with user-generated stuff, and giving love to those guys. So these people have a one-stop shop. They can log on to spiritedsmoke.com. Yeah, it's a news. That's right. That's right. They can feed. go there and learn about all these guys. Because some people don't even know about Half Wheel yet. Right. Some people don't know about uh, Scotch Test Dummies. Some people don't know about, you know, some of these people. And it's a great way to be a one-stop shop and give all the credit to those content providers and bring them back to their sites, have them subscribe to those guys and learn more. And that's really all this thing is about is learning, getting an education on the spirits and the cigars and the beers that you're into. So you had some struggles with Pravada Cigar Club, overcame them, got to the next level. It's now really operating above 2,000 members a month, which is a great spot to be in, like you said, so you can buy the right amount of cigars. You have enough uh, growth and retention that you're not fluctuating too much. In fact, you've commented that you sometimes get too many people at one time that you're like, holy cow, I 
I didn't expect this month to grow that much, but do you think you're on the right path with Spirited Smoke or Pravada Cigar Club? Do you think that right now this is where you... I don't care. I don't care. It doesn't matter. You don't care. It doesn't matter. We're on the right path in a sense of we are bringing that what happened with craft beer into cigars. You know, people... To me, then that does matter because, like, if you're providing something... No, but it doesn't matter, like, if I'm successful or not. Oh, well. Like, honestly... No, no, no. uh Let me rephrase it then. Okay. Do you think the business model as far as giving an opportunity to the enthusiast is on the right path? Of course. Of course it is. Okay. We're educating them and giving them a better product than what the mass stuff pushes on them, you know? Um... So, yeah, we're on the right path. Does that mean it's going to be the most successful thing that ever happened in the cigar business? No, it doesn't have to be. Or it can be. I'll keep growing with it, you know? What do you think about the uh, engagement that you're seeing? Because I would say that that's a unique thing that Pravada Cigar Club does. You have a lot of engagement, and you invest probably a good amount of time with that engagement through social media and call-outs and... Not at all. You don't think? No. We've really? got the most actionable, the most interactive social media page on Instagram for cigars. And you don't think that's because of your... It has nothing your... to do with me, in my opinion. It has everything to do with the members. They make that. You know how many things that I've been in? Like, I was a musician for 18 years of my life. I dedicated every... I was pretty good, too. I was LL Cool J's protege for a few years. I was... I got places. I almost signed to cash money. You know, like, I was with big people. Everything that I tried to do never caught on with that stuff. And you could say, oh, you sucked or... Whatever. That's your opinion. Some people loved it, and they broke me every day, you know? Um... But what's going on on that Instagram page and what's starting to happen on Spirited Smoke is not my doing. I'm facilitating it to a degree, but the the members and the supporters and the groups like Barrel Burners that support the movement, these groups of people out there that are passionate about cigars and spirits, they're the ones making this happen. It's not because I, I mean, if, if that was the case, I'd be in pharmaceuticals and I'd make, you know, $10 trillion a year. And, you know, like, I, I, I don't know how this happens, you know. But you're still calling out on Instagram like, hey, you know, we want to, hey, we want to recognize Matt Booth. He made a, a cigar for us. Go ahead and post and tag. And, you know, you're calling an action out on that social media. I'm not doing anything differently than I've done with anything else that I've ever done and that anyone else is doing on their Instagram page. Why we get 120 comments per post is because of the people involved and they obviously like what I'm doing. Like when I speak to my father, he's like, you know, on a whole different level with this stuff. It's you, it's you, it's you. You make the club, you're writing it. And I don't really feel that way. It's them. They've embraced it. They've taken this thing to the next level. And if they continue to do that, all I can tell you is this. I will get the biggest and the best companies. Because one thing I am good at is I'm good at making deals. Okay. I will get, we will have Davidoff exclusives. We will have Padron exclusives. We will continue to get better. We may have our own complete cigar line. I don't know where that's going to go. Okay. But if they continue to support this thing that, yes, I created, but they made, then 
it's a no brainer. I'm going to keep facilitating the deals and the, and yeah. the back to the future projects and the cool stuff. Why no one else is bringing that to the game. That's why I'm saying like, don't, don't try to compete with me, do something. There's other things out there. Right. Back to the future should have been something that was been done along. No one does vintages and cigars. Yeah, what? so the Back to the Future, explain that. I mean, that's uh, taking an old cigar paired with the newer version or an aged cigar paired with a It's shining a one. light on the fact that there are vintages in cigars. That the 2012, I'll just make up a name, the 2012 Mad Genius cigar is different than the 2016 Mad Genius cigar, okay? And we're able to put that in a pack together and let you enjoy that to see the differences between the two. They're the same blend. The tobaccos were grown in the same regions, but it's a different, as they call in wine, I think they call it a terroir, which is like sure. each year, the grape tastes slightly different. Right. And it creates Naturally. a slightly different wine, right? And so these create slightly different tobaccos. And so that's what it's all about. The cool thing about the cigars are is that a lot of times they're the same tobaccos, but they're rolled with different rollers and they're, they're rolled at different facilities. Sure. Yeah. The differences of just even area and fermentation types and all that stuff. So people look at me like I'm crazy when I put a 2014 cigar that you can't get anymore, have the manufacturer recreate it. Okay. And then make this back to the future project. Like, oh, you're crazy. Those are old cigars. They're not old. They're vintage. If they were humidified and stored in a, in a nice place, which they have been by a company like Westside Humidor in Kansas, shout out to them, um, you know, places like that, like then it's a vintage. And it's really cool to see how time has changed these things. Sure. Yeah, that's the whole point. I mean, to me, that's what got me into your club saying, okay, this is, 11 years old, or this is six years old, how has it changed? So you mentioned that 2011 Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. And I wanted to share a really cool experience that absolutely made me cry like like a little baby. Like, So there's a guy who I, I, I don't know if I should put people's names out on the internet. Probably so I won't not. do that. Um, his name's Richard, though. And he publicly came out with this. In fact, he just did a post on Spirited Smoke about it, and that's where I saw it. Nice. Um, He, I forget what he did for a living, but he was a cigar collector. And during the 2008, 9, 10, 11 recession, he had to sell all cigars. Um, I'll tell you, like, I get, like, choked up when, so... That was one of the cigars that he sold, and we were able to um, give it back to him. That's awesome. So he had to give it up when yeah. he didn't want to, but yeah. financially he had to, so he's yeah. getting it back. That's awesome. So he got it back, and it was, the one, it was what he said in the video that was one of the few cigars that he actually like wanted to try, but he didn't get a chance to. Sure. And so, I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Like, right. It's just incredible to me. Yeah, that's a strong community aspect of Provada Cigar Club. I mean, that's... Yeah. Uh, that's a unique, unique part of this club. Yeah. That's why I was so adamant about having some sort of form for people to share that kind of stuff that I was like, it's just something different going on there. Most of the smokers drink. So I thought it was only right to share that space so that it could become something bigger. And in my own selfish right, to be able to 
get advertising dollars from liquor companies so I can contribute some of that to this cigar smoking community and get sure. better, bigger stuff for us. Right. You know? So we don't have to be limited to just making the exact amount of cigars for the club. I can make double that. Right. Because we're getting advertising dollars now, and we don't need that money necessarily for... Let's talk about your five, you know, your 30-second elevator pitch of where Pravada Club is going in the future. What, what should we be looking forward to with the club? Oh, We got Spirited easy. Smoke, which is a forum for us to jump onto, share all s- kinds of different content, pretty much anything. But then what about the club itself? What are some tidbits that you can give us? So I think you're already seeing a preview of it with all the exclusive cigars. So exclusive cigars only made for Pravada Cigar Club. Yeah, not by- all. Not all. What I, what I also like to do is take a guy like Tim Wong, or Rainier Lorenzo from HVC. Um, and it would have been Southern Draw if they were still in their infant stages, which they're not. They're taking this right. game over. Okay. Um, which we're also doing an exclusive with, by the way. Um, so one of the cool things about the exclusives, and I don't know if everyone's going to be thrilled about this or not, but uh, I actually haven't really told any of the manufacturers this, but they send me samples like for exclusives. Sure. And, like, they'll send me, like, three or four, and I'll only try one. And I'm putting them, like, Rainier Lorenzo from HVC literally hand-rolled the cigar, sent it up from the Aganorsa farm. He's there, sent it to me from Nicaragua, okay? Uh, And uh, the additional samples left over, I'm selling for $100 a stick, and I'm donating... Uh, 50% of the money to feedingamerica.org, which feeds kids. A $50 donation feeds like, I think it's like 500 kids' meals in need. Wow. Right. So, so have you had any takers on that yet? I did. I had one so far, okay. which is cool. It's a support yeah. thing. Hey, man, you're donating to a charity and you're getting a really cool product at the same time. Um, but exclusives are the way of our future, um, which are, again is already happening. Uh, uh, just small runs of really cool stuff. And I don't want to give too much away, but I'm going to be doing something with technology. I'm trying to. I don't know if we can afford to do it. Okay. But I'm going to be trying to do something with technology to bring the tasting notes, which is really the big part of the experience, to life. Sure. Okay. And the story, the backstory even on how you got the cigar. But to bring it to life digitally. Sure. Okay. To make it a, a, a multifaceted things. experience. Interesting things to look forward to. I'm also looking into um, doing a spirit of the month so I can send a pairing in certain states sure. with the cigars. Okay. So not only do they get the recommendation in the notes, but they might get a small sampling so that they can go right there, have it, don't have to go outside, shop for it, ask for it in their local shop. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. Well... Brian, I appreciate you being on the show again. As always, it's cool to see 12 months after our first episode where Pravada Cigar Club has come. It's my absolute pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. And I just want to say that uh, every time I come here, I get to hang out in Minneapolis. And it's such a cool little city. And uh, uh, not just Minneapolis, but uh, St. Paul. And uh, it's such a great place. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks. Thanks again for watching another episode of Box Press. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel to see more videos. And if you're listening to us, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, and Google. Thank you all for checking out Box Press, and thank you for joining us.